All right, brethren, John 17. Call my messages the haves and the have-nots. That's a big topic in this world. And I have no interest in speaking on Bill Gates and Oprah and the little man that just can't get ahead. Not those haves and have-nots. Our Lord's praying here. He instructed the disciples how to pray. They said, teach us to pray. And he said, okay. And then he taught them to pray. Here he's praying. God is praying to God. And he is telling the Father all the good things he's done. I thought about telling him eight stubborn statements. He tells him eight times, I have done this and I have done that and I've done this. I cannot dare to tell the Lord the good things I've done. I can't dare to tell anybody else what good things I've done. I ain't done no good things. He has. He has. And he told the Father, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And we get to, John got to listen. The Lord, because he gave him his word, we'll see it down, down the list a little bit. He gave him his word, and it burned in him. And he, he didn't forget. And he wrote it down. In Greek, <laughs> not in his native tongue, so we could read it. That's something, isn't it? And then, then he preserved it for 2,000 years through wars and hurricanes and fires when nobody had no warning whatsoever. <laughs> and let us have it today. Here's the first thing the Lord told him he did. Christ tells the Father, says in verse 4, He says, I have glorified thee, on the earth. What a statement. That's true. He did. I have glorified thee on the earth. He says up in verse 1, he says, Father, thou hast come. Glorify thy son, that thy son may also, may also may glorify thee. And then in verse 4 he says, I have. Be with me. Glorify me so I can glorify you. And he said, I've glorified you. I have. I have not. Man says that a lot. Oh, we want to worship God. People say, I got a message from God just for you. And like old Brother Nybert said, I hate it when somebody says that because maybe you do and maybe you don't. <laughs> the Lord's the one that gives it, not a man. I want to. You want to. But I ain't. He has. That's good news. That offends people. That makes a lot of people real mad. Don't you dare tell me I didn't worship God today. If I worship God, it's because Christ worshiped God. And I'm in Him. That's why. And whenever we see we're in Him and He did it, you know what that's called? That's called worshiping God. That's glorifying Him, isn't it? Through the hand of Paul, this precept was given. He said in 1 Thessalonians 5, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, Comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient towards all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all. Rejoice evermore. How have you done at that? How am I at rejoicing all the time? It's hard, isn't it? And these light afflictions, light, the hardest, that shows my weakness is because I think the trials are so heavy. God called them light afflictions, didn't he? 
light, lies a feather, ain't nothing. Pray without ceasing. Oh, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He says in everything give thanks. I know, I have a knowledge of what that says, and sometimes the Lord gives me a little bit of understanding what that means. But I understand enough to know I don't do that like I, ought, like I want to, like I'm required from a holy God to. Christ has. On this earth, he says, I have glorified thee. He has. He has. I have not. He's perfect. I'll, as God's with me, I'll never put a sign on this church that says no perfect people allowed. I, I hope to be able to tell men and women what sinners they are against the holy God, what worms we are, and our need of the one that glorified him. It says in Matthew 22, those Pharisees, they heard that he had put them Sadducees to silence, and they're gathered together. They said, he shut them up. Who is this man? Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, tempting God. And saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Called him Master. It, that sounds good, don't it? Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second's like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. His entire life, never a cross look, Never an ill thought, only glorifying the Father 24-7. Why sleep and he glorified the Father? I can say the words of that. You don't get that, and I don't get that. We can't even imagine what that's like. He did. I know that. You know that, too. He did. That was him. Psalmist wrote, Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. People say, we want to praise God. Do you know who he is? He's the one that glorified the Father. We can't do that. In him we have. That's our only hope. He did it. Old brother Scott Richardson wrote this one time. He said, we have a lot to say about what Christ's death accomplished for the believer. But very little is said about what that death accomplished toward God. The fact is that the death of Christ glorified God if never a single sinner had been saved by virtue of it. What he did was right, holy, perfect. It was glorifying to the Father. For the joy he had set before him, he endured that cross. With a good attitude, not begrudgingly. Father said, do this. He said, you got it. Yes. Right now. Happily, happily. He has, I haven't. Who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the same shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's the first thing he's done. He told the Father, he said, here's what I've done. This is who mankind's going to be judged against if they want to stand by their merits. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend it. Secondly, verse 4, John 17, verse 4. He says, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. 
The work's done. The work's done. The first words ever recorded. He spoke before this, I'm sure. But the first thing that's ever wrote down about our Lord speaking, if you got a red-letter Bible, it's the first thing in red. In age, he was 12 years old, and he was at that temple, and they come back to find him. He's gone a couple days away, his mommy and daddy. And he said, how is it that you sought me? Wished ye not, don't you know, that I must be about my father's business? I got, I got a job to do. I got work. A 12-year-old looked at his mom and dad and said, I'm at work right now. Why are you bothering me at work? I ain't done. His final words recorded of the God-man. He received the vinegar and he said, it's finished. 21 and a third years later, however long it was. And he bowed his head and he did something nobody's ever done. He gave up the ghost. He finished the job rightly. I got to think about that this week. I never have done that. I got to blow your socks off. You ain't never finished a job neither. Nobody has. There's always something left to do or to do it better. And I was pacing my driveway trying to stay awake, just walking and walking and walking and walking. And I thought, I cut down a tree. That's done, ain't it? And you know what was growing up next to that tree? Branches and leaves coming out of it. And there's another tree I cut down one time, and I dug that up. Stump grinder, ground it up. And we got the roots out. But we didn't get all the roots out. It's on the ground. I didn't even know about it. You know what come up out of one of them roots? A little tiny leaf. <laughs> I didn't finish the job. <laughs> if I did finish the job, if that tree was eradicated, I didn't do it with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind as unto the Lord while I did it. That means the job wasn't done right. He finished the work. Nobody's ever done that. He did. He did it. He cursed the fig tree too, and uh, it never bore fruit. <laughs> he got rid of the tree. He knew where the roots was, wasn't he? He finished the work. And that work that's finished and that glorifying he did to the Father, there's absolutely nothing to add to it. Absolutely nothing to add to it. It's done. And there's absolutely nothing that can be undone about it. If he did it, it's done. It can't be undone. I like that. I can't mess it up. Can I mess me up? I sure can. And I'll... I'll break my leg and get cancer and pull my own hair out for no reason or whatever. I'll torture myself. But I can't undo that. I can't mess it up. He glorified the Father. He finished the work. Verse 6. I have, John seventeen six. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me. They have kept thy word. What a statement. Those ones that were getting ready to deny, he just told them, he said, y'all going to deny me, uh, every one of you. It's going to go your own way and you're going to leave me plumb alone. You're going to forsake me. And he says, Father, they've kept thy word. That's amazing too. But he says, I've manifested thy name unto them. You gave them to me. They were yours, you gave them to me. And they've kept it. He manifested. That means render apparent. 
Well, that's obvious. And once you see that and know that, it you can't not know it. Some, th- some things you can't unsee. Some things you can't unhear, right? Well, when he manifests the Father's name to you, who he is, his attributes, even in parks, that's all we see. It's apparent. It's rendered apparent. And the root word, that's shining. It's just beaming. And you can't, you can close your eyes and you still see it. He said, I've demonstrated, I've showed, I've established, I've manifested your name, Father. How did he do that? To give him note cards? Paul said, for in him, in Christ, dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The whole Godhead is in a body. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Thomas. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he didn't get it because there's stuff I don't get to. <laughs> He's long-suffering, isn't he? Didn't a lot of people see him? Thousands, a million, I don't know how many. Oh, they saw him. He walked right through them, a bunch. Look at verse 26. John 17, 26. And I have declared unto them thy name. I've declared thy name. I've manifested your name and will declare. That's important too. That the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. In declaring this name, the name of the Father, he says, I've done this, that the love where you've loved me is going to be in them. That, that's not inserting, here's something to do. Uh, he, he, he saved you, now you got to drive it on home. That's insane. He's manifested the name. He's declared the name. And that way you see what love he has, the one that first loved us. He said over Matthew 20, uh, 11, Matthew eleven twenty seven. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him, will manifest his name to. Come unto me, next verse says, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. That's love. He said, I'm going to manifest that name so because it's love, and that's rest. That means you stop working. If you're working, you're not resting. If you're resting, you're not working. That's pretty simple. It takes God to reveal it. It does. He's done this. He's declared and will declare. I've not done it as he's done it. I cannot do it as he does it. Only God can reveal God. We'll see it later on, too. i got a job to do. i just tell people about it. <laughs> he does that. That's his work. When we looked at those names of Jehovah last year, every one of those revealed to us a person. Revealed to us a person. He manifested himself. He revealed himself, his name. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. That ram caught in a thicket for Isaac as a substitute. Christ revealed himself to be our lamb slain. He's my substitute. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. Oh, why do I need healing? I'm sick. I have a sin sickness. And his blood, it bought us. It healed us from our sin sickness. It washed us eternally. And we're washed with the water of his word and his daily mercies every morning. That's him. That's been revealed to us. Jehovah's shame of the Lord's present. Oh, ain't he? He truly is with us.
Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He's our peace. Not a, an emotion of physical standing, of contentment, of not having a trial, but he's manifested that he is our peace. We know it. We forget. He reveals that, and whenever he, he declares it, he's declared that to you, and he will declare. Why? We're going to forget. Jehovah Nisi. That understanding's been given, and he's the only banner worth following, worth congregating under, and, and, and worth declaring to the world. Follow him. Go where he is. Jehovah Rea, our shepherd. That's made more shining, manifested. That's made readily apparent to me more and more and more and more. Jehovah Sitkinu. It's been established in my heart. In a shining way, he's all my righteousness. How about you? Not seeking my own righteousness. Not, not, not trying to establish my own. Being ignorant of God's righteousness. But he's manifest that to us. That's his name. Manifested to us. Not wrote. <laughs> R-O-T. There's no W at the beginning of it. R-O-T-E, not rote memorization where you just, here, now write these down, and you're going to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and then you got it one day. Not that, but rather it's made apparent. It's established in us. He's built that in us. That's something. John 17, verse 6. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. Christ and the Father, they're one. Now they know. I've manifested it to them. I've revealed this to them. He's glorified the Father. He's finished the work. He's manifest his deity, his oneness with the Father, his worth, who he is. He's our all. Verse 8. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. I've given them your word. You gave me words. I gave them the same word. And they have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. He says this again, look down verse 14. I have given them thy word, and the world hateth, hath hated them, because they're not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. I've gave them that word, and it shines in them. They can close their eyes all they want to. It's true, and you know it. <laughs> it's apparent. It's obvious, isn't it? What, right there it is. That's what it says. He's done that. He's given us his word. Our Lord preached to thousands, didn't he? Just as, as he was seen physically in a body by thousands. Does that mean something? Mm -mm. He didn't manifest himself. Well, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands heard him speak. Same ones that saw him probably. They heard him talk, heard him preach the gospel. They didn't hear. Those that saw him didn't see. Those that heard him didn't hear. Why? He didn't give them the word. He didn't plant it in them. He didn't make it apparent in them. Turn over to Matthew 13. Let's look there. Matthew 13. 
This is that power, parable of the sowers here in Matthew 13. And I always think of the, when the Lord gave parables, he'd say sometimes he that has ears to hear, let him hear. And then the disciples said, what do you mean by that? <laughs> he said, sit down, I'll tell you. Here in verse 18, he's explaining it. The parable of the sowers explained. Remember in our text, he said, I've given them the words which you gave me. I gave it to them. They've received it. Matthew 13, 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. What a command to his own. <laughs> Hear it. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth it away, that which is sown in his heart. This is he which has received the seed by the wayside. That's a walking path in a garden. Hard, packed ground. That seed lands on it. And they don't, the hard ground's like, what's this seed? It can't get into me. Well, and then Satan comes and snatches it up like a bird. He said, that's the wayside. Verse 20. But he that received the seed into stony places. There's a little bit of soil in there between rocks, ain't there? You try to mulch something and grass comes up. He that receives into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word. And Anon, and straight away, with joy, receives it. Oh, this is great. I'm going uh, to show up to every service, and I'm never going to miss one. And this is all new to me, and I tell everybody. It's, boy, it's springing up. Boy, life's shooting up in the air. Everybody's so happy. Fruit's coming. Just wait. Verse 21, yet he hath not root in himself. It's an outward show, but there's no Christ in it. But in that same seed, it's all the same seed. It's broadcast. Our job is just throw it. <laughs> Scattered out there. Hath not rooted himself, but dureth for a while, maybe a long while, maybe decades. For when tribulation or persecution arises. Why? Why would that stuff come up? Because of the word. By and by, may not be offended right then, but sooner or later, he's offended. They value worldly peace rather than God-given peace in Christ the Word. I'm going to say it again. They value worldly peace rather than the peace of God given in Christ the Word. Verse 22, he also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Just, just, that's good. It's right. All, all them doctrines of grace, that's right. That's correct. I read the Bible. That's what it says. I give mental assent. That's right here. That's not here. That's 18 inches above that. But you know, like life just got in the way. I just got too busy. I just got a lot of stuff going on. It's hard to get there. It's hard. You know, well, the kids, you know, they're grumpy and it's late for them or whatever. Life gets in the way. Thorns and thistles, the cares of this world, riches. I know some. I know a couple of believers got offered big jobs. I mean, big money. <laughs> It'd been terrible if they had took it. Old Spurgeon had that man come into great wealth one time. He's just a normal fella, just a blue-collar worker, and he had some uncle or something that died. And 
left him like $500,000 way back in the 1800s. And he said, we need to get the men together at this church and pray for that fellow. This is bad. They said, no, this is good. He said, no, it ain't. It's a horrible thing. Verse 23. Here's, here's one the Lord gives us word to. But he that receiveth received seed in the good ground. In the good ground. Who's the good ground? I'm thankful he's going to tell us. He's told us the difference between the pathways and stones and thorns. And he said, let me show you what good ground is. It is he that heareth the word, they have knowledge and understandeth it. Ooh, who gives that? He does. He gives wisdom and knowledge and understanding. That, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some hundred, some sixty, some thirty. And we don't know how much it's going to bring forth. That's the Lord's business, but they understand it. He's given them understanding. I've gave them your word. And they believe it. And they know what it's talking about. He said, I'll give you pastors, give you feed, feed you with knowledge and understanding. I can make people memorize, teach them how to read English and memorize some verses. I can't give understanding. That's just the method. That's the pipe. I've been thankful for water, but how often do you get down? You got copper pipes or pecs in your house? Some people may know. That don't matter. I just need water. I'm thirsty. He gives understanding. Then we understand. We, he's everything to us. He's the farmer. We're the dirt. You get that? He's got the well. There's. The, I understand what stones are and thorns are and pathways. And you got to go from being a pathway to being good ground. No, he's the farmer. It's his land. We're dirt. He puts the paths where he wants them. He puts a stone as mulch or whatever, wherever he wants it. And he lets thorns grow up where it suits him to let thorns grow up. It's his business. And he plows the ground. Busts it up. You ever busted you up in the heart? Made you know you ain't nothing but worm-filled dirt? And he stuck some seeds in there. And you're like, I don't know why seeds in here. Little boy was at Ashland one time. And his mom and dad said, now you listen to Henry when he's preaching. You got to pay attention to him. And he listened to what he said. And after the service, he said, did you pay attention? And he said, I tried my best not to, but I did anyway. <laughs> I couldn't keep from it. I don't know what that seed's doing in here, but it's starting to grow and it hurts a little bit. Busting up my ground. We know he's the farmer. He's also given us the written word. What a blessing. This New Testament was written in Greek, Old Testament, Hebrew. And we just don't understand. And we don't, we don't, have, we don't have to overcome that humility. Those Jews the Lord saved. Everything was done in the Hebrew tongue. We worship God in the Hebrew tongue. Yeah, well, you're going to have to read it in Greek. Well, I don't know Greek. I, I'm not equipped to know Greek. Well, get you a dictionary and learn it. <laughs> Ask God to give you the ability to. We don't have to do that. That's why I wrote the article last week. I'd have, to, I'd have to learn both. I don't know Hebrew or Greek. What did he do? Look at, look at the merciful Lord did. That's in English. But what if you speak Spanish? They got one of them too. Well, what about Hindu? They got that. Well, what about... Uh, Malawian or whatever they speak in Africa, all the different countries, they got that too. That's abundant. In he gave us his word physically. That's a blessing. And we read this and we know it's about him. That's some understanding. You know everything? I sure don't. There's people got a whole lot more knowledge than I do, but he gave me understanding. They don't understand it. Like Philip told that, you, know, you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I except a man? Teach me. That's humility. I know, I know, I know, beat it. I've been going to church for 45 years. He didn't say that, did he? He said, teach me something. 
He glorified the Father. He finished the work. He manifested the Father's name. He's given us a word with, with understanding. And, and, and like Paul told the church at Thessalonica, we've received it in power. It came to us in power, not in word only, in power. It shines in us. Notice here in verse 9. He's going to say, instead of I have, this is present tense. John 17, 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. He didn't say I have prayed for them, though he had prayed for them. That's recorded. He's praying right now, and he didn't say I'm going to pray for them. It's present, always present. If you read it right now, that's present tense. And in six months from now, guess what? That's going to be present tense. That word he gave us, <laughs> I pray for him. I pray for him. I haven't prayed as I'll. I pray, try to, don't know much about it. I ain't prayed for as I want to, as I ought to. I haven't prayed for those that don't love me. I haven't prayed for those enemies that despitefully use me. He has. He said, told the Father, said, I prayed for him. He's praying for those who are about to deny him while he lays down his life for them. And he prays for me that's liable to deny him the second I walk out the door. And now you know what that makes me think? Who's a God like our God? This man, but this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he's able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. I pray for them. I say that. I, say, I pray for you, and I try to. I do. He says that that's something. <laughs> I pray for them. John said, My little children, these things are right unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, when you do, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, the one that glorified the Father, that same one, that one that finished the work, the same one, the one that manifested his name, the one that gave us his word, the same one. He says, I pray for him. I pray for them. He prayed for Peter and told him about that. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan's desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat, but I prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. It's sure going to look like it failed, didn't it? And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Of course, P Peter bucked right then, didn't he? I'll die for you. I'll die for you. I'll, I won't do that. I'll never forsake you. Uh-huh. I'm thankful his prayers aren't hindered because of me. And not just the apostles. That's good news for them disciples that's right there with him, number 11. But you and I, who's God been, he's manifested himself to. Look at verse 20. Back in John 17, verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which thou which shall believe on me through their word. Who's that? You who believe. That's us. He prayed for us. He glorified the Father. He finished the work. He manifested his name to us. He'd given us his word, knowledge and understanding. And he has, he is, and he shall pray for us. It gets better. Can you declare you've done all them things to a holy God? No, I can't. can he? You betcha. He has. I'll give us peace. He's kept us. 
It's already done. It's signed, sealed, delivered. Look in verse 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. He wasn't given to him in time past, but he was with him, and he looked after him and took care of him and raised him up for this purpose, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. He's kept us. I preached on that recently, the double kept. He's kept us and not let us go, and he's kept us from escaping. What a thought. I, I was thinking, playing guitar, I can't even keep time. My foot gets tapping too fast or too I speed up and slow down. Much less keep someone else's soul or my own. He has. I have not. He has. He has kept it. He's keeping it. And he shall keep it forever to those that's given to him. Seven. We're sent with job to declare the work of him glorifying the Father, of finishing the work, of manifesting God to his people and by giving the word, by keeping them, and by praying for them and tell people it's finished. What must I do to work the works of God? And he says, this is God's work. It ain't your work. I ought to read it that way sometimes, huh? It says in verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but that thou shouldst keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, Christ came in this world to do something, didn't he? And he did it. And he's telling the Father, there's all the things I've did. I finished it. Even so have I also sent them in the world. I've sent them. I've sent them. Christ has sent out his servants to manifest himself through his servants to his servants. It's amazing. The world calls that foolishness. <laughs> That's the same way the body grows, isn't it? Can that, can that finger right there grow if I didn't have this part of the arm? No, it grows through it, doesn't it? How does he grow his body? With the body. And we go through these trials and we're all hated. And we go through all this pain and suffering in the body and the mind and the heart and outside and inside. We go through all this and he proves to us that he's done it. I know no preachers that are preaching right now and wonderful messages and it's true. And they know God and it's a miracle. God says it's a miracle and it just, it is. <laughs> the, the fact that somebody like me could stand up and tell you these things God has to do that. It wasn't me. It's so. He sends out broken vessels. That light shines out of the vessels that's broken. Cracked clay pots. What's the end of all this? Well, it's already right now, in a way. Look here in verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. This is unbelievable. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. He said, glorify me that I may glorify you. And he said, I've glorified you. 
And he said, that glory that you've given me, I've given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. Made one with Christ, unity with Christ. What's that word glory mean there? Given a reputation, a good one, not a bad one. We associate that with bad, don't we? Oh, they got a reputation. He gives it. Dignity, honor, praise. He said, I've given them glory. Not, not as he has as the lamb that sits on the throne, but to be made one with him. And all the world's going to know that he was sent of the Father. And I'll say, look at all them people right there he loves. He loved them and he kept them. And what a thought, isn't it? I thought of Pharaoh and Joseph. And as a picture of us, I didn't want to I didn't know how to word it really until now. So the Lord let me dwell on that and it it, it manifested, it festered a little bit. Pharaoh told Joseph, he said, You're over everything. He said, I only am over you in the throne. You're the prime minister, you make the rules, do what you want. You're rolling stuff. You're judging things. But I'm on the throne. And I thought, that's us. We're made one with him. Just like a bride. Kimberly's name might not be on a, I don't know what car your name's on, what it ain't, but she's married to me. If she takes the keys to one of them cars and goes somewhere, that's right. What am I going to do, call the law? <laughs> if I called the law and told them that, they said, you probably ought to apologize to her is what they'd say. One with him. He has given those given to him glory, the same glory the Father gave Christ. What oneness. Let me tell you something. That's an honor. That's dignified. That's praiseworthy. We're his bride. We're given his name. We're given his likeness. We're predestinated to be conformed to his image. We're given his smell. I don't even know what that's going to be like. It's going to be great. And he says, I have. It's done. And that's right now. And he told Peter, don't you call something unclean? I've called clean. That's it. How can he call me clean? He did. It's his doing, isn't it? What a thought. I thought of Matthew 25, and he said, those ones with the talents, and the Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. I will make thee ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Enter into oneness with your Lord. I read through these I haves. The haves and the have nots. <laughs> Everything I have not done, I could not do, or I'll be honest with you. People want men to confess their sins, I'll confess it. I would not have done it. He has. It says so. And it cannot be undone. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. I'm, I'm earnest when I say this. I'm not being sarcastic. I mean it. How could somebody not be happy with that? How could somebody hear that and get mad and say, I want to do something. I want to do something. I want to serve him and thank him. And, and I want to glorify the Father. And I actually want to do finish something. I want to stay here till the work's done, whatever he's gave me to do. And I want to be sent out by him and I want to pray for folks. I want to pray for you and pray for myself and my family. And I want to be kept. He's going to keep me, and I want him to keep me. What a thought, huh? 
And I couldn't dare say I want to be glorified with him. Who could utter such words if he didn't? He said it, didn't he? Amen. All right. Love Mike.